This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. As the world fights the coronavirus, one of the things that makes it so scary is there's no vaccine. There's no shot or pill that will prevent you from getting it. Scientists are rushing to develop a vaccine, but it could take them a year or more before it's ready. And in any case, a vaccine wouldn't help people who are already infected. So what about those people who are already sick? Right now, there aren't any drugs specifically designed to cure them. But a handful of pharmaceutical companies are trying to change that. And for them, the pressure is on. These people understand that, like, the world is discounting on them and that, you know, it's their moment, right, to, like, play a role in history if they can. Today on the show, the race for a coronavirus cure. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. And I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, March 16th. When the world faces the potential of a deadly new disease, think SARS, MERS, or Ebola, people look to the pharmaceutical industry to try and come up with a cure, fast. Companies, a number of companies will always try to develop vaccines or develop antivirals. Joe Walker covers the pharmaceutical industry, and he says the economics of developing a new drug are risky, especially if they can't come up with one fast enough. What ends up happening is that sometimes the outbreak itself dies down within, you know, six months or so. And by the time anybody has a drug that might be able to work, the virus is gone. All the media and political attention from Washington is gone. And companies are kind of like left holding, you know, basically something that nobody wants or cares about anymore. Even if a drug company does come up with a cure quickly enough, people would only take it once and hopefully never again. Which means for drug companies, it may not be very lucrative. But that doesn't mean companies aren't trying. Some still are, especially ones that have done work on diseases that are similar to this coronavirus. And for scientists at the companies that are trying, it's a big deal. This is like, you know, their Super Bowl. It's like, you know, we got to, you know, do everything we can to try to help. Companies that have experience and expertise in viruses and antiviral therapy will typically respond pretty quickly. They have scientists and researchers, you know, looking into what they can do. What those researchers are focused on now are two different types of treatment. First are drugs that would treat the symptoms of COVID-19, the disease caused by coronavirus. The second are drugs that attack the virus itself. Let's start with the efforts to find drugs that treat the symptoms. This doesn't necessarily require developing brand new drugs. Mostly, it involves looking at existing drugs, drugs which were actually approved for other things, to see if they could help with COVID-19. 
Look, when, when you have an outbreak like this and there's no approved drugs, the virus is sort of poorly understood, what happens is they sort of throw the kitchen sink, right, at the disease and try to treat it with, like, whatever they think might work. That's exactly what doctors did in China. And they found something that did seem to help the symptoms in an arthritis drug called Actemra. The doctors in China, they treated some patients with this drug Actemra from Genentech and showed some pretty good results. They put out a paper in Chinese about it. This Chinese paper caught the attention of pharmaceutical executives in New York at a company called Regeneron. Regeneron and another drug company, Sanofi, make an arthritis drug that's similar to Actemra. And the results in the Chinese paper caught their attention because they appeared very promising. When I was talking with Regeneron's chief scientific officer, he was talking about the the results from this Chinese study of Actemra, which is a rival's drug, and, you know, just noted that the results were really remarkable, that some of the patients, you know, appeared to be on death's door and then walked out of the hospital some some days later. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty stark way to put it, though, in his words, that they were essentially on death's door and then and then they're walking out of the hospital feeling better. That does happen. People are can be on death's door and then get a drug and live uh, many more years. The promising results in the Chinese paper made Regeneron executives think that maybe their arthritis drug, which is called Kevzara, could also help patients infected by the coronavirus. And the reason why this arthritis drug could potentially help is because it could address a side effect that some experience when they're infected. Their immune system overreacts. In some cases, with patients who are hospitalized, researchers have observed that the amount of virus in their body is relatively low. So it looks like their immune system is doing like an okay job of getting rid of the virus but they're still in very bad shape physically and their health is still really bad. And that's because their immune response is way, way up. It's not even so much the virus at that point that's really killing them. It's their immune system just in hyper overdrive. The idea is that a drug that could calm the patient's own immune response, which is what this drug does for arthritis, could actually give the patient a better chance to fight off COVID-19. So while it's not a cure, in theory, it could help. Regeneron said today that it launched a trial in New York that hopes to enroll 400 people with COVID-19. The company says it wants to move quickly with the aim of helping patients in the current pandemic. So treating the symptoms is one thing. But what about finding drugs that actually attack the virus itself? Those drugs are called antivirals. Antivirals or antibody therapies kill the virus in people who are already infected. We have antivirals for things like HIV and hepatitis C, right, and different viruses. And and those are things where what they do is antivirals will find a way to interfere with the virus's replication inside the body. So this virus is inside you, it's invading your cells, and then it's reproducing itself and invading more and more and more cells until it eventually just sort of overwhelms your your whole system and your uh, immune system. So by stopping the replication, the antivirals, you know, weaken the virus, and then eventually, you know, you clear it out of your system. Antiviral drugs might have another advantage. Not only can they help people who are already infected, but they can also work prophylactically, by which we mean they prevent you from getting the disease in the first place. It's not quite a vaccine, because um, 
It doesn't last all that long. But the idea is that if you're a physician, a nurse, right, other people on the front line working with patients all day, that you might be able to take one of these antibodies and would give you some level of protection against the virus. One of these antiviral drugs is already in human trials, including with some patients in the U.S. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. With over 350 million global monthly visitors and candidate matching technology, Indeed helps you find quality candidates fast. As a listener of this show, Indeed is giving you a £100 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash thejournalpod. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. Researchers are currently working on a drug that could potentially cure people who have been infected by the coronavirus. It's called remdesivir. It's an antiviral drug, and it works by directly attacking the virus and preventing it from multiplying. It's made by a company called Gilead Sciences. Remdesivir is much further ahead than other antiviral drugs, and that's because Gilead started working on it way before the coronavirus outbreak began. If you wanted to create remdesivir from scratch today for the new coronavirus, it would take you years to do. Gilead, in conjunction with some academic researchers, has been studying remdesivir in other coronaviruses, like MERS and like the SARS-1 outbreak, and actually seeing activity that it might work against it. Gilead started working on it years ago for the very reason that Joe said working on these drugs is such a big risk. Gilead wanted to be ready in case of a future outbreak, just like this one, so that their drug could get to patients before the outbreak died down on its own. They just happened to be right place and right time. They're like, oh, wow, this is a coronavirus. Oh, wow, we have this drug that's worked against previous coronaviruses. Maybe it'll work in this one. All the pieces were there for them to like, okay, let's make the decision. Let's ramp up manufacturing. Let's start studying this thing. The Chinese want to study it. Let's make some of it and let's ship it to them. The NIH in America wants to study it. Okay, let's manufacture it, give it to them. And so it has all those pieces to do it very, very quickly. The only question now is whether it works. We might get to know the answer to that question very soon. Doctors have started remdesivir trials on coronavirus patients. Some of those patients are based in China because until recently, that's where most of the cases were. But now, as the virus has spread worldwide, patients have been enrolled in other parts of the world too, including in the United States. We talked to the doctor who's overseeing the U.S. part of the trial. His name is Dr. Andre Khalil. He specializes in infectious disease at the University of Nebraska, and he has a lot of experience working on deadly outbreaks. He says that when an outbreak happens, the pressure is on to start running trials as fast as possible. 
believe me, if you don't do this, the outbreak comes and goes. And we're going to find no no treatments, no vaccines. And then next year, you get another outbreak. And so, by the way, we don't have any therapies, we don't have any vaccines. We don't have that leisure. Because it's still early in the outbreak, Dr. Khalil only has eight patients enrolled in the U.S. trial so far. Each patient in the trial gets an IV infusion of either remdesivir or a placebo for 30 minutes a day for up to 10 days. Meanwhile, researchers monitor the patients to see what happens. If the breathing is improving, the cough is improving, fever is improving, that's a hypothesis that we want to prove. I'm really hopeful that this medication will uh, make a difference. So I know that there's only eight patients, you said, at the moment in the United States. But is there any sense yet about whether or not the results of this trial look promising? I know we're hopeful, but... You know, without the first 100 patients, it's a number that really is not big enough to make scientific conclusions. How important are these treatments that you're researching and other treatments that are being researched? How important is that in the grand scheme of how the world responds to an outbreak like this? In the grand scheme of things, the priority is to prevent the spread of the infection. If you can slow the spread of the virus, you're going to slow the amount of people going to get infected and going to slow the amount of people are going to die from the virus. That's in the grand scheme. This is the goal number one. But there are several priorities. One is to prevent the spread. But at the same time, you want to prevent death. One death is too much. Are you worried about getting sick yourself? I'm not worried at all. I mean, it's just uh, when I've seen patients with Ebola, that's to say, you know, a disease with an incredibly high mortality at the time was about 80, 90 percent mortality. Wow. Yeah, that was the initial mortality of Ebola. And, you know, just for you to have a sense of, you know, the difference from what they're saying now. You know, if you're worried about yourself, you cannot do this job, man. The first results from the remdesivir trials are expected soon. Joe says we could have data from the trials in China as soon as April, just a few weeks from now. What happens next will depend on what the results say. How well did the drug work? Who did it work in? You know, did it help um, elderly patients more than middle-aged patients, right? Um, Does it only help people with severe disease or does it also help people with moderate disease? And then people are going to analyze that and say, and figure out what to do next. Normally, it would still take many months and probably many more rounds of trials for a drug like remdesivir to get approved. But in the current climate, with coronavirus cases mounting each day, Joe says that the U.S. government could decide to speed up the next steps. You just can't emphasize enough, right, like how abnormal the situation we're in right now is. And so it's very hard to predict because, you know, the normal rules don't necessarily apply. As a society, can we afford to wait for the pharmaceutical industry to come in and save us? You don't have any choice. There's an increasing focus on, let's contain this outbreak. Let's contain the number of people that get the virus at any one time so that we can buy time for our society. We can buy time for hospitals and physicians, right, to prepare and be able to take care of patients and not be just completely overwhelmed and overtaken by a flood of infected patients, and also to buy time for a drug to come out that can help people. And I think, you know, there's just a lot riding on this, right? Every day, there's like more riding on it for everybody. On Monday afternoon, President Trump held a press conference at the White House. I'm glad to see that you're practicing social distancing. That looks very nice. That's very good. 
I want to thank everybody for being here today. He answered questions about what companies were doing to produce a cure for coronavirus and the disease it causes, COVID-19. We're also racing to develop antiviral therapies and other treatments, and we've had some promising results, early results, but promising to reduce the severity and the duration of the the symptoms. And I have to say that uh, our government is prepared to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes we're doing. We're doing it in every way. And And public uh, health officials around him also issued new warnings. They announced a new set of recommendations for all Americans, including to avoid gatherings of more than 10 people and to avoid restaurants, bars, and food courts. The guidelines are aimed at slowing the spread of the virus. That's all for today, Monday, March 16th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.